It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic. Your daily Orlando Magic Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is December 1st, 2020. My name is Philip Rossman. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we're going to pose, may answer, probably won't, but we will pose some big questions facing the Orlando Magic here in the 2021 season. We'll hit the at least the big three. I have five for the website orlandomagicdaily.com. We'll hit three. I'm sure the other two will get woven in there in some form or fashion. We'll get to all of those coming up here on today's episode. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all, just like there's a daily podcast here covering the Orlando Magic, there's a daily podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Uh, no matter what team you're interested in, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or College 2, there's a local expert who knows their team best covering your team. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. The 2021 NBA season is upon us. Whether we want it to be or not, it is here. The Orlando Magic have begun doing some organized work, or they will begin doing some organized work, on Tuesday, it is media week. We will hear from several Orlando Magic players as well as Coach Steve Clifford on Tuesday. We'll get that on Wednesday's episode of Locked on Magic. So we're going to start getting some some stuff from players. We're going to start hearing from players. We're going to start kind of getting the lowdown on what is going to happen this season and what the 2021 team is going to look like. So I wanted to spend this time before we get knee-deep into the 2021 season to pose the big questions facing this team. To get into the heart of the big questions the Magic have to answer in 2021. And the first place to start is a place that we've kind of talked about uh, and been dancing around the entire offseason. And maybe I've kind of crystallized what I think the team's goals are, what the team's goals should be, um, as we've had these discussions or as I've talked mindlessly into this microphone and hopefully you've been listening. The first goal... And, and again, this is what everything has been 
kind of directed toward from the offseason, from everything. This is what the Magic are about. The first goal is to make the playoffs. Whether you think just making the playoffs is a worthy goal, it's certainly not the ceiling, it's not what everyone should be satisfied with, but the bottom line is we're at a point where we're no longer only thinking about the future. The offseason is about the future in many, many ways. The preseason, training camp, the regular season is about the present. And this Magic team, which has been to the playoffs the last two years, has no reason to believe they are not capable of getting back to the postseason yet again. The main goal for the Orlando Magic, the thing that will determine success or failure, I said it last year, I've said it throughout the offseason, I will say it again today on the eve of, not training camp, but on the eve of media week here in the NBA, success or failure this season depends on making the playoffs. And I'm not talking about the play-in tournament. Make the play-in tournament if you have to. But this season's success or failure depends on making the field of eight. That round of 16 in the entire league. Getting to that first round series. Getting to play a seven-game series. Not a play-in game. Not a one-off tournament. A seven-game series. Most predictions, obviously, at this point, have the Magic at least in the play-in tournament. So we're in the game. Uh, most predictions that I've seen have the Magic at ninth or 10th. That gets them in the game. That gets them in the play-in tournament. That gives them a chance to advance to the NBA playoffs. But make no mistake, whether the Magic finish 8th and have to fight their way in anyway, finish 7th, finish 6th. I, I, I think there's a universe where that happens. The Magic have to be in that field. With the roster they have, with the team they have, with the group they have, barring the floor dropping out from under them by injury or whatever, mostly by injury. This is a playoff team. To say otherwise, to think otherwise, to expect otherwise is frankly defeatist. We are past that point. This is a playoff team. This franchise has playoff expectations. And if the Magic don't make the playoffs, this season is a failure. But there is undoubtedly a dual goal here. The second goal being to begin building for the future. This team is younger than it was last year. It is relying on young players in a way that previous versions of this team did not. And so, there is a secondary goal here. One that wouldn't I don't think would make the season a success if they missed the playoffs. But if the Magic miss the playoffs and they still accomplish the secondary goal, then things are going to be okay. Again, I would still call the season a failure, but things change. The secondary goal, of course, is to begin building the roster of the future. And I'm not talking about through trades. One thing the Magic have to do this season, and really the first question we need to ask and answer at this point, what the Magic have to do is make sure some young players are ready to step up and take on starting roles. Like I said, this year's roster is younger than previous year rosters. I, I call this roster kind of the youth movement in slow motion. The magic under Jeff Weltman, and this is what happened with the Toronto Raptors as well, believe that putting young players in environments where they're expected to win, they're expected to contribute to a winning team, play in meaningful games through the end of the season, 
is the most valuable tool for development. And this roster is set up for that. The young players that most fans care about are all coming off the bench, but they're all slated to have major roles. They all have the opportunity to earn major roles on this team. And frankly, every young player, even Mo Bamba, will have the opportunity to gain starters minutes, to get into the starting lineup. Cole Anthony could easily start by the end of the year. Um, Chuma Okiki could easily start by the end of the season. Mo Bamba's maybe the only one that couldn't, but he could put a lot of pressure on Nikola Vucevic um, with a strong season, and I do think that is something that he has to do. Essentially, the, the, the first big question the Magic are going to have to answer this year, this, this very underlying question, is about which young players are going to be ready to step up and be starters. Evan Fournier opted into the final year of his contract, but we all sense that this is the end for him. We all sense that by the trade deadline, the Magic are hoping to be able to deal him. We all sense that the Magic are not going to re-sign him if he does make it past the trade deadline, which again, we don't really know when the trade deadline is going to be yet, I, but I imagine the Magic would have made some different decisions if they didn't, if they if there wasn't going to be a trade deadline this, this season. This is all to say that the Magic know their future is coming. Evan Fournier is going to have to move on at some point. With Jonathan Isaac coming back, perhaps Aaron Gordon is still on the table as well. And so young players are going to have opportunities and frankly are going to be expected to step up. The perfect example of this is Nikola Vucevic and Mobamba. Mobamba only played 14 minutes per game, which, which I agree was way too few. And some of that had to do with this injury. Some of that had to do with him you know, not being physically ready for the season, not having the bulk that he needs. Well, now he's up to 250. Now he's got some of that bulk, and he played well toward the end of last season. If he's healthy, if he's good to go, then then uh, he should be a, a player that's ready for that's poised for more minutes, probably upwards of 15, 18 minutes per game. Certainly, with the way this season could go, um, with the potential for injuries, with the potential for a rush schedule, I'm sure Steve Clifford will be trying to manage minutes. So Mobamba needs to fill those minutes. But Mobama is a perfect example of this because Nikola Vucevic is the best player on the team and it would take a lot for the Magic to trade him. But they know he is also not this team's future. He is not the guy that they want in that spot for the long term. Mobama's contract is coming up at the end of the 2022 season, guys. They need him to step up. And so a good season this year, a really good season this year, suddenly means the Magic are willing to trade Nikola Vucevic. And judging by what we saw on this year's trade market, maybe next year's trade market will be a little bit different with the sal- with more teams having salary cap and more available free agents. But what we saw on this market was a, a market that demanded the Magic sell their guys for young players uh, you know, on, on, on relatively cheap deals or bad contracts and draft picks. And the Magic weren't willing to sell that yet. The Magic weren't willing to sell for that yet. Well, if you're convinced Mo Bamba is ready to start... All of a sudden, it doesn't really matter what you get for Nikola Vucevic. All of a sudden, you can get future assets for Nikola Vucevic. You don't need a player back in return. Because essentially, that trade is to acquire Mobamba, the starter. That was something that was missing this offseason. The Magic couldn't afford to give up Evan Fournier. They couldn't afford to give up Aaron Gordon. Uh, if Jonathan Isaac were healthy, perhaps Aaron Gordon would have been traded this offseason. There would have been more uh, leeway to do so. And certainly, with Okiki, Isaac, and Gordon... One of those guys is going to have to go. And so the Magic need to get that information this year. 
Everyone is sensing the Magic do want to hit the reset button a little bit. They want to give these young players that Jeff Weltman has drafted the opportunity to play. But they got to prove it on the court first. That's how this works. It isn't just gifted to you. You got to prove you're worth the investment beyond a draft pick. And yes, Jumo Kiki's coming off a torn ACL. He hasn't played more in almost a year and a half, almost two years. Um, Mo Bamba has had his injury issues, and Nikola Vucevic is going to be a tough guy to replace and, and knock off his perch, so to speak. Cole Anthony is a rookie. We don't really know what to expect from him. But these are the guys that need to step up. And the Magic are going to be watching all of them very, very carefully as this season moves on. We'll talk about some of the other questions facing the Orlando Magic this offseason coming up here in just a minute. But first, let's break through our walls, get to the end of the show, get to the end of your day with Built Go. Built Go is the energy gel that can take you where that you can take wherever you want to go. It comes in one and a half ounce packages. So you can put it in your briefcase, your golf bag, wherever. It's the best workout gel on the market. It's five hour energy without the same crash feeling, plus it's natural, so it's better for the body. It's like drinking a monster energy drink without the same crash feeling and a third of the caffeine and much better results. Built Go combines, the, combines energy gel with collagen protein, which is fast absorbing, so it gets in your system fast, plus it's easy on the stomach. Built Go is loaded with good stuff to ignite your work, including beta alanine, B3 honey, and a kick of caffeine. Built Go then kicks in to keep you going strong with B6, B12, vitamins. Call, uh, visit BuiltGo.com and use promo code LOCKED and you'll get 20% off your next order. Again, Use promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house, or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming, or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. They'll file with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So switch to TurboTax, make your moves They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. As I said, coming up on tomorrow's episode of Lockdown Magic, well, we'll hear from a couple of Orlando Magic players. Uh, a couple of players are scheduled to speak to the media as well as Coach Steve Clifford. So be sure to tune in tomorrow to hear our, our first kind of 2021 season comments from the Orlando Magic as they get ready to open training camp. It is media week. We'll have that throughout the week. So be sure to subscribe to Locked on Magic today. But let's get back to some of the big pressing questions um, that, that I think are facing the Orlando Magic this year. Um, a, a big thing throughout the course of, of last season... Um, was was this this obsession with pace? Steve Clifford talked about it over and over and over and over again. How the Magic needed to play with more pace. They needed to pick up their pace. They needed to to you know get into their offense quicker. They needed to run a little bit more. It was a major statement throughout the course of the year. And frankly, we didn't really see it. And the Magic still ranked twenty third in offensive rating. They, you know, obviously they don't have a ton of shooting, so they can't spread the floor very much. Um, and they just never really. We're able to get things going. 
That is until the All-Star break. With the Magic acquiring James Ennis at the trade deadline, the Magic were able to slide Aaron Gordon back to power forward. I, I, I think they got Nikola Vucevic back in the paint a little bit more. And yes, they trusted Markel Fultz to run the offense a little bit more. And I think all that contributed to an offensive surge where the Magic had the best offensive rating in the league after the All-Star break. At least heading into the hiatus, heading into the pandemic hiatus. The Orlando Magic did have a good offense there. And, and while there were still some major concerns defensively, something did click. Steve Clifford mentioned uh, after, or while the team was in quarantine, while the team was on hiatus, that you know he kind of studied the previous game tape and began implementing some of the changes that he was hoping to make um, in the in the bubble before the pandemic, before the season restarted. But obviously, he didn't have the full roster then. Markel Fultz was late arriving in the bubble and really didn't get into the swing of things in practice until very, very late. And honestly, this is probably the number one question I get from Magic fans um, throughout the entire offseason, is if the Magic had just trusted Markel Fultz a little bit more, if the Magic had put the ball in Markel Fultz's hands a little bit more. A lot of the, frankly, the hate that Evan Fournier's gotten is that the Magic put the ball in his hands a lot. Now, he's still going to get the ball. Don't you know? I, I, I don't think that that's something that isn't going to go away. But I do think Markel Fultz and, frankly, Aaron Gordon are going to be at the key to a lot of what the Magic do offensively. I think one of the big things and one of the big questions that the Magic are facing in the short term as well as the long term is how does the offense change this year? How do the Magic make adjustments and push forward an offense that hasn't always been very good or hasn't been very good at all. How did the Magic make the most of an offense? Because Steve Flifford, I can guarantee, is going to say at some point on Tuesday that for us to be successful, we've got to have a top 10 defense and we've got to have a top 15 offense and I think we can do it. The Magic sample size playing at the offensive pace and the offensive rating that they had after the All-Star break was relatively small. I think it was only 10 games. Um, not insignificant, but still very, very small. And the opponents the Magic were facing were not the greatest opponents and certainly not the greatest defensive opponents either. There is a lot of question about whether they can sustain that kind of play. But the thing is, too, we saw it carry over into the bubble a little bit. The Magic were a killer offensive team uh, against the Brooklyn Nets and the Sacramento Kings in those first two games. Jonathan Isaac giving them a huge lift on that front, especially coming off the bench. Marco Fultz also coming off the bench with that group uh, was a huge, huge lift to the team. Magic felt like they had some depth um, bringing you know, two starting caliber players off the bench. To say the least, this is where Markel Fultz is going to have to show the most growth. He's going to have to show that he can take the reins of this offense. You're right. Everyone is right. Markel Fultz deserves more trust. He deserves more trust running the show. He deserves more trust um, as the lead point guard. And now with a full season under his belt, and I've made this point several times, I don't think the Magic were able to properly plan an offense for Markel Fultz. They didn't know he was going to play until two weeks before training camp last year. And so now, not only did they have the pandemic to kind of play in and prepare to, to maximize Markel Fultz, they have this training camp to get, to get that done. Plus, now Markel Fultz has had an offseason. Like, really think about this too. Most players make the make huge leaps from their rookie to their sophomore years. Markel Fultz has never had an offseason to focus solely on basketball. And granted, this offseason was weird and short and different. And Markel Fultz is going to go through his entire rookie contract without ever playing a full NBA season. 
The two seasons he was actually healthy for were cut short. That would include this one. But, but Markel Fultz, but now, but now Markel Fultz has had at least an offseason to work on his skills, to make that rookie to sophomore year jump. That's going to be a big key. You know, if you're looking for players that are due for a bounce back, that are due to, to take that next step or to take a, a step up, Markel Fultz is number one. He is the biggest wild card of the season. If he is what he was last year, that's fine. It'll get the job done. It's a you know kind of mid-level starter at that point. But we all expect and know Markel Fultz can do a lot more. Now hopefully he has the confidence and the belief in himself and much less the training to go out and be a little bit more. Beyond him, we certainly expect Aaron Gordon to have a bounce back year. If the Magic run their offense the same way they ran their offense um, after acquiring James Ennis and after the All-Star break, Aaron Gordon's going to be fine. And hopefully he's put in the work, and you know, we know that he'll work, and so hopefully he's he's put in the work to show the improvements that we've kind of been teased with for so long. But really, a lot of this season's still going to come down to the veterans. You know, we talked about how young guys are going to have to start pushing for more minutes and, and larger roles, and, and that includes Markel Folds. But the magic success is going to come down to whether their veteran players are as reliable as they've always been. Nikola Vucevic and Terrence Ross did not have the same seasons they had in 2019. There's no doubt about that. But they didn't take significant steps back. Nikola Vucevic actually, I thought, at, by the end of the season, had a year that was on par with his 2020 se- 2019 season. Vucevic's averages dropped from 20.8 points per game and 12 rebounds per game to 19.6 points per game and 10.9 rebounds per game. His effective field goal percentage dropped from 54.9 to 52.5. I know a lot of people seem to believe that that might be a contract year fluke, that 2019 All-Star year. But 2020 wasn't really that far off, especially when you consider Vucevic missed time with a sprained ankle and needed some time in December to get himself back into the swing of things. From January 1st to the end of the season, including the seeding round, so not including the playoffs, Vucevic averaged 20.4 points per game, 11 rebounds per game, and shot a 53.5% effective field goal percentage. And that was over 40 games, so roughly half the season. Vucevic spent half the season last year, you know, getting into the swing of things. He he struggled at the start of the year, granted. But he had the injury and was recovering from the injury. The second half of the season, he was at his 2019 level. Personally, and I I know I come off as a Nikola Vucevic fan, and I am, I like the guy. Nikola Vucevic was... At the, tw- I think this is a new normal for Nikola Vucevic. And as Steve Clifford said after the playoffs ended, when with Nikola Vucevic putting in the performance that he put in against the Milwaukee Bucks, now Vuce knows he can do that. Again, Milwaukee's defense had a big big part of that. He was, he was taking advantage of a lot of holes in Milwaukee's defense. But now he knows he can do that. And Clifford said, now Vuce has to understand that he needs to do that every night. That he can reach now that he knows that he can reach that level, he can get his kind of median to something closer to that level. I I'll go on record here. I think Nikola Vucevic is in for a big year. I think Nikola Vucevic could have a very strong season. Granted, injuries could derail that. And yes, I know I just talked about Mobama needing to push him for minutes, but Nikola Vucevic is still the best player on this team. And I do think Nikola Vucevic could have a very nice season. Certainly a season on par with his 2019 All-Star year. Terrence Ross kind of had the same phenomenon too, actually. 
Went from averaging 15.1 points per game on a 53.4% effective field goal percentage in 2019 to 14.7 points per game with a 50.8% effective field goal percentage last year. From January 1st to the to the to when the league went on hiatus, Ross averaged 16.7 points per game on a 52.5% effective field goal percentage. So again, by the midpoint of the season, as the Magic were starting to kind of pick up some steam and make their run, Ross was back to his 2019 levels. He didn't have maybe the moments that defined his 2019 season in the fourth quarter, but Ross was having big moments and big games. So taking it all in turn, if Nikola Vucevic, Terrence Ross, and Evan Fournier, who had a career year last year in what was supposedly a contract year, if you believe in the contract year phenomenon, if they're all at their 2020 levels, the Magic are going to be fine. They're going to be able to compete. They're going to have a chance at making the playoffs. But of course, the Magic want more, and, and the Magic do want to take another step. And this Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on. Must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. That's something that they can accomplish if young players step up in tandem with those veteran players. And again, it does all go back to Marco Fultz because Marco Fultz, it's, a, it's his show now. DJ Augustine is not there as a backdrop, backstop. The Magic don't have kind of a veteran whispering in his ear, which I am, frankly, I am a little bit concerned about. But if Fultz can run the show, if he can take a huge step forward, if Aaron Gordon can get back to where he was in 2019 or even 2018 and all those three veteran players kind of stay where they are and maybe advance a little bit, and the Magic could have a very, very solid year. Maybe not a six-seed good, but certainly comfortably in the playoff mix and into playoffs themselves, which, as I mentioned before, is the goal. But the future is always dangling in the background, and this season's going to get weird. Uh, there's no way around it. This season's going to get weird. And I do think the Magic need to have a contingency plan. We'll talk about the contingency plan here coming up in just a moment. If you are enjoying this podcast, you will certainly enjoy the other great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network, including the Hollinger and Duncan Show. If you want to get basketball smart, much much smarter than me, actually, it starts with listening to the Hollinger and Duncan Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. NBA analytics pioneer and front office insider John Hollinger joins Dunk Don Podcast host Nate Duncan to bring you scouting reports, game breakdowns, and salary cap analysis. Subscribe to Hollinger and Duncan today wherever you get podcasts. A big piece of this Orlando Magic season, as I mentioned, is having an eye on the future. 
as much as I like to get into the granular day-to-day activity of a season, as much as I will continue to say that this is a playoff team and that the playoffs are the goal and success or failure is determined by whether this year's team makes the playoffs, there's still this fact that one of the Magic's biggest players, Jonathan Isaac, is not available right now, torn ACL, that he figures to be a big part of this team's future. And frankly, unless the Magic really blow people out of the water or do something extremely surprising, this season is very much a way station. A way station between the, the past and the future. As I mentioned before, there are more young players that are going to be in positions to play than really at any time in the last few years. The Magic are going to have to play these players. They're going to have to use them. And the team's success or failure is frankly going to weigh on these young players. There's also decisions coming down the line. Not just Jonathan Isaac and Markel Fultz potentially uh, entering restricted free agency at the end of the 2021 season. Evan Fournier will become an unrestricted free agent. And the Magic, you know, with the fifth highest payroll in the league in 2020, probably do not have the money to re-sign him. In fact, it's pretty safe to say that the Magic do not because you're not paying the luxury tax for a team that is a 7 or an 8 seed. The Magic are going to have to cut some salary and even Jeff Weltman has acknowledged that the Magic have to find a way to create some financial flexibility to go make the free agent moves that they're envisioning down the line. If Markel Fultz is bumping up from 10, 10, 12 million to 15 and Jonathan Isaac's bumping up from 7, 8 million to 16, 17, 18, maybe 20 million a year, that money's got to get made up somewhere, and the Magic are right near that luxury tax line. If Mo Bamba, who becomes an unrestricted free agent at the end of the 2022 season, is to be a starting center, Nikola Vucevic has got to move on. It is very, very clear that the Magic's future is staring them in the face. One way or another, it's, and it's not that the Magic have been fighting this future. They believe they're, they're putting these young players into a position to grow. As like I said before, a big part of this season is figuring out which one of these young players will be ready to take on starter roles. Will be, able, will be ready to naturally progress into the bigger roles so that the Magic can make other moves to plan around that. This is a really important information-gathering season. But one thing... That's also going to be weighing on this year. It is a loaded 2021 draft. And a question that no one really wants to ask and maybe no one quite has an answer for yet. What are the conditions in which the Magic will pull the plug on the year? What are the conditions in which the Magic will say, the playoffs are not happening. We need to put our focus Elsewhere, We need to put our focus on the future. I'm sure that is a question that Jeff Waltman is asking himself. Because this trade market probably did not yield what he was hoping to find. As I mentioned before, you look at the trades around the league. They, they really fit into one really distinct category. A contending team acquires a player they want, a rotation caliber player they want, by giving up either a player that's on an expiring contract, a bad contract, and draft picks. 
The Magic weren't interested in bad contracts. They can't afford them. The Magic weren't interested in draft picks. They need players to compete. The Magic aren't interested in expiring contracts because, frankly, free agency isn't going to help this team very much. This isn't a team that's ready to attack free agency with, with, um, with severe aggression. This is all to say, then, the market tried to treat the Magic like sellers. They wanted the Magic to just sell off their pieces and start over. And again, for better or for worse, you could certainly disagree with this. The Magic were not ready to do so. The Magic were not willing to do so. They were not willing to give up Aaron Gordon for a Trevor Reason, the 16th pick. That isn't what they wanted back. That isn't gonna, That wasn't, good, in their estimation, going to make this team better or put this team in a better position. The Magic weren't willing to trade Evan Fournier for whatever they could have gotten for him. Let's say the Warriors trade exception. They weren't willing to do that. And so they hung tight, hoping the market will get better. The bottom line is this, the Magic will probably have to trade Evan Fournier by the trade deadline. That's, that, that is circled in big red letters. Because, again, the Magic aren't likely to resign him. And there's already a report about Evan Fournier trying to get, his way, get himself onto a contender and, and in a situation that he would prefer. As an expiring contract, Fournier might have a lot more value at the deadline than he does now. And the Magic, yes, might be in a different position. The Magic might be in a position by the trade deadline if the team really struggles coming out of the gate or is not able to keep up in the Eastern Conference playoff race. They might be in a position to start selling those players off, to start turning the page more aggressively than they have been. They have started turning the page. It's, it's in the works. Those players are there. But they're not ready to pull the trigger on these kinds of deals yet. At some point this season, just like in 2019, to be frank with Nikola Vucevic, the Magic are going to have to ask themselves that question. Do we turn the, turn the page and cash in now? Maybe that decision will be made for them. We'll get to work on the 2021 season with the Orlando Magic making players available throughout the week. Be sure to subscribe to, to Locked On Magic throughout the week for all the latest from the Orlando Magic as they get set to begin training camp. This is a, this will be a great resource for you as you get ready to prep for the 2021 season. We'll hear from a couple players tomorrow as well as Coach Steve Clifford, so get excited for that. We'll hear from players. It's very, 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 very exciting. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, follow us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Search your tune in Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, and all the fun ways to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device to make sure you get the latest Orlando Magic news on your listening device every single day, or at least every weekday. I don't do weekend weekends, at least not until the playoffs. Every single weekday, five days a week, daily podcast for you right here. Also, be sure to check out the other great podcasts on the Lockdown Podcast Network. You can follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore md. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic.
Hey Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.